This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> Welcome back to an all new, brand new edition of It's a Mess Podcast. Ow. Meow. Mm-hmm. Meow. Really? <laughs> Just kidding. You were just lying for the audience. You were lying for the lesbians. You are not a cat woman. Anyway, hi. How you doing? Boo? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't have anything to say. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I'm good. I need to go home and shampoo my rug and uh, do some laundry. Walk my dog. Shampoo your rug. That's, that's No, I do. It's a mess. My landlord won't change it, so I got to go home and shampoo it. But that's the shade of it all. I'm boring. What have you been watching on TV? Uh, I've been watching Dragula, and I've been watching watching um uh 90 day fiance and love after lockup okay okay i'm so happy to be gay (laughs) (laughs) i'm so happy to be gay well but but not when you start watching um handmaid's tale which i know like we're in between seasons but we were both like big on handmaid's tale last season i'm look they got picked up for a fourth season so i'm excited to see what happens i'm not surprised are you gonna watch season four yeah i'm all about handmaid's tale gosh it's good i want to go back and read the books now but i feel like i wouldn't be able to handle the books because I'm sure that they're much more intense than the show. You know, they're not. Okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) All I know from watching the show is that red dot that they have to sit on when they go to Washington, Mm D.C. You know, they have those stations, those Mm -hmm. red dots, just like the TED Talks, honey. They sit right in that red dot. Is that some type of signal about the future? Oh, no, it could be. Every And more and more people are doing TED Talks now. Did you see Marty Cummings' TED Talks? Okay. Ma- Marty Cummings has a yeah, TED Talk? Yeah, has a TED Talk, and it's actually really good. Came out a couple of months ago. Um, in about their experience, because Marty has recently come out as non-binary, uh, about their experience with- um, I didn't know that. After the ba- Baby Shark song, that like Baby Shark song that like, became so popular, Mar- Marty had a video at a drag brunch with a, with a baby, who the baby was, the parent, the family came to the drag brunch, and Marty performed it for the family. And then the video of that performance went viral. Then all the comments came in, and it was just like really rude, nasty, evil comments. Obviously homophobic, transphobic, drag-phobic comments. And so Marty has a... Um, a um, now I want to see it. Yeah. Turn into a TED Talk. I want to do a TED Talk. Speaking of um, brilliant speakers and um, social justice and all things that I think are right. <laughs> it is time for Exemplary Queens. <laughs> okay, so this week's Exemplary Queen is a person who is also a dear friend of mine, but uh, someone who I am absolutely in awe of. 
his name is Chase Strangio, and he is a lawyer with the ACLU, but his fight for justice started long before that. He attended Grinnell College, graduated in 2004, and worked as a paralegal um, at GLBTQ Legal Advocates and Defenders, GLAD, which is different from GLAAD, Gay and Lesbian Anti-Defamation League. And he went on to Northeastern University uh, School of Law, and he came out as a trans man while in law school. So he is one of the lawyers, one of the, I think, eight lawyers, I think, but one of the many lawyers Mm -hmm. who wrote the brief that was presented at the Supreme Court back in October uh, to defend Title VII. Mm -hmm. And for those people that don't know, we haven't spoken about it on the show yet, but Title VII is currently in place and it protects everyone regardless of their race, their gender, their creed, their sexuality. Title VII specifically focuses on gender and sexuality. Um, Back in 1964, after prohibition and women being able to work in the workplace and everything, I can't remember the huge huge scandal, um, workplace discrimination, with women. Since then, over the years, they would slowly but surely add on different groups that were uh, discriminated against. Ruth Bader Ginsburg famously challenged and got sex discrimination um, kind of uh, listed on there. Since then, in the Obama era, uh, gender and sexuality, gender expression and sexuality came um, protected class, and which meant that they couldn't be fired for coming out as trans or coming or someone discovering that you are gay or lesbian or bisexual or um, non-binary or any of these descriptors. And so now uh, the Trump administration is trying to remove sexuality and gender expression uh, from being protected in the workplace, which means that people can fire you for not only being gay or maybe being trans, but the way that they're going about it, which is extremely insidious, which is why I'm extra hyped up about it, is the the language that they're using in their brief, because both sides need to write a brief Mm -hmm. and present it. It's their argument to the Mm -hmm. court. The way that they're going about it is to say, we have the right to, or any employer should have the right to fire any person, any man for not acting within the confines of what the way we think men should act, which include gay people, but also any man. Mm -hmm. And then employers should be able to fire any woman who doesn't act within the confines of how a woman should act. And that is obviously affects more than just trans women and gay women. That affects everyone. And so everyone should be up in arms about this. This is a point that Chase Strangio and the fabulous team at ACLU highlight um, and Chase is uh, not only a friend, but in the throes of this and really is one of the most beautiful and eloquent voices speaking out on behalf of our rights legally. Because there's a lot of people that are like, I should be able to do what I want and sleep who I want. But legally defending us um, and is at the front lines, often taking a lot of abuse and threats from people online. Mm-hmm. Not only doing that during the daylight, but he's a father and he has a beautiful child. And um, and so I think that we should send Chase Strangio some love. Um, find him on Instagram. Find him on Twitter. Thank shower you, Shower him with love because he and his team at ACLU are doing some of the most life-saving work that you are going to be calling on if and or when the Trump administration actually does achieve removing your identity as a protected class. And so, Chase, you are our exemplary queen of the week. Thank you so much. Yay! All right. Now that felt good. It's time to go into the questions. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. So the topics for this week's questions we're going to answer are sexy, comma, not sexy. We gathered the questions this week for people that have problems with their spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, 
whatever, in which either they have something that they don't think that their significant other will think is sexy if they reveal to them, or they have a problem with their significant other that they don't think is very sexy. Okay, so, bottom line is sexy, not sexy. <laughs> all right, all Some right. of it's sexy, some of it's not. And y'all can decide what you think. But these people have uh, genuine problems yes. with things that are not necessarily sexy to them. All right, so let's give this one a fake name. Now, this this season, what we're doing is your first name is a drag queen, your last name is a cocktail. You said, so this person is Nina Cosmopolitan. Okay. Okay, Nina it doesn't Cosm- have to, have to be a cocktail. It, it could be a beverage, okay? So <laughs> Nina Cosmopolitan. Nina Cosmopolitan. All right, here we go. Nina says, congratulations on season two of the podcast, Let Me Get to My Drama, LOL. I'm a 23-year-old gay man. Most would consider me a twink, and that's also how what I put on my Grindr profile page. I met this very sexy 43-year-old daddy, and we've been seeing each other for a month or so exclusively. Anyway, the relationship is great. I love the sex, and I love hanging out with him, but there is one thing. He doesn't wear deodorant. And his body odor is very pungent and unmistakable. I can smell it as soon as he is within three feet of distance from me, and it does not smell sexy. He is all about the leather daddy lifestyle and will wear deodorant <laughs> and will and will not wear deodorant. He claims the scent is sexy, and young guys who are into daddies have always told him that they love it. Mm. Well, apparently, I am not one of those guys. Mm. I could understand. You're really distracting me right now. Can you please not? <laughs> well, I apparently not one of these guys. I could understand if he didn't wear deodorant because he didn't want to contaminate his body with the aluminum found in deodorants then we could just solve the problem by using a toms of maine or a natural deodorant but he literally likes having the stench of body odor what should i do should i break up with him because i don't like the smell it's not like i'm asking him to put on cologne or change his appearance i keep telling myself that if i hang in there sooner or later i won't notice it anymore and that doesn't seem to be happening have you guys had any experience with daddies that don't wear deodorant does it get better i i Am I being a bossy bottom twink because I want him to change? Please help. Sign Nina Cosmopolitan. <laughs> well, Nina. Well, Nina. Well, Nina. Nina. Yikes. Mm. Um, I I love, first of all, I love that she had a brand name. <laughs> like we could use Tom's. <laughs> And I love how, like, the number one issue or, like, the, the one of the issues to not having, not wearing deodorant is not wanting the aluminum to get into your body, which I think is a valid point. Yeah. But the main reason people wear deodorant isn't because of aluminum. Aluminum is because you don't want anybody to be funky. You don't want to be funky or you want your partner to be funky. I don't know. This is, um, I actually didn't know that this was a thing. I know people not wearing deodorant was a, was a thing. Some people mm-hmm. just don't wear it. Some people don't have it. Some mm-hmm. people can't access to it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that in certain communities of sexual identity, it's considered sexy to just never... You didn't know Basically that? never bathe. I'm not saying I didn't know it today. I'm saying I didn't realize it until I was standing near a well-known photographer... <laughs> That you and I both know, that we all know. Okay. And I went up to give him a hug. I hadn't seen him in a couple years. And I almost passed out. And I said, what on earth is happening? 
And at first I was like going to tell him. He doesn't. I mean, he's 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 muscular. Yeah. He's gay. Yeah. He was wearing a tank top. Is he he's older? got muscles. He's older than me, so okay. he's you know he probably at the time was probably like in his forties or early fifties. <clears throat> okay. Um, this was years ago. Um, I don't even think I, I guess I knew he wasn't a leather daddy. Like when leather daddy is what my first image of daddy was. Mm. He wasn't a leather daddy, but I don't know what his sexual situation is, but I know there ain't no way that he has, he, I saw him, it must have been at least a month since he's washed under them pits. Okay. That's what it smelled like. Okay. And I almost, I was gagging. I was literally, I was like, like I had a reaction and I wanted to be like, oh, do you need some, you need some of my, do you have something in my purse? You didn't say that to him. I didn't say that to him, but I was ready to say that. I was literally putting the, putting it together in my mind. I was like, oh, he stinks. Oh, let me get him deodorant. Wait a minute. He has to know that stinks. Cause that's not just, I went to the gym this afternoon. That's like, I went, I went to every gym in every city this afternoon. It's interesting how we treat like BO different than bad breath, because if I wouldn't even question to give somebody a mint or to to talk, but I guess that. I don't know why the bo. I don't know why the body odor thing is sexy, but in, <laughs> to some people. Right. But sometimes some people have a different why. sense than other people. Like, did you? So uh, what this remind me of is you know that I, I don't know if it's still the case or if it's for every night. But I know in New York City when you went to the Eagle, there are some nights they wouldn't let you in if you were wearing cologne. Right. So uh, a lot of people are offended by cologne too, and a lot of people love the natural scent. I did date a guy last year uh, for a long period of time, and he did not wear deodorant, but it actually didn't bother me. He didn't smell so bad. I think that some, sometimes. There's a difference. There's, there is a type, I mean, there's a type, funk changes. Yeah. It's not just one thing. Yeah. Right. There's like a little bit of sweat after the gym. There's a, I didn't wear anything all day. I haven't showered in a day. And then there's like. I I am truly <laughs> affected by smell though. I am, I'm definitely. I think and everyone it, is. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. But, but there's a difference between like r- pungent, rancid, well, this apparently, rotted. This apparently is really good. <laughs> there's three feet away is a little that's it means it's time that means you that's right yeah that's quite right yeah so I don't know I think that I think that he really I, I this guy isn't gonna change this daddy is not first of all if he's a daddy then he's more than definitely likely yeah, the I, dom and the boss and mm-hmm. he is not about to wash under I don't know if, you know if I it's leave the drag. house and I don't have deodorant on daddy I, I have is a drag. bad day yeah I mean, daddy it's is all drag. drag it's, it's all, all drag. drag it's all drag so daddy's drag and I really do think I mean there's it's it's if somebody has a philosophy and if he's like, I don't, if I recycle and I don't bathe because of X, Y, and Z, <laughs> then if that's what, what his philosophy is, then he would have expressed that by now to his partner. This person's left guessing. They don't know if he just has this, does he not want aluminum? Is his shower broken? No, no, no. This person knows that it's because of his daddy lifestyle and because Aww. he's a daddy. He says that the, the twinks usually like But he doesn't like know it. why. All he, that's all he said. He doesn't, know, he doesn't know like what, if there's like... No, because meaning. no, you're not paying attention I am because paying it attention. says right here that he's in all about the daddy lifestyle. And part of that daddy leather lifestyle is for a lot of them not wearing deodorant and not conforming to deodorant and cologne. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't bathe, but he doesn't wear deodorant. And that's actually very common, not only among people that might want more of a natural lifestyle or don't want any chemicals or feel like there's no need for deodorants. Human beings don't oh. never wore deodorant. There's no reason to put this on our body. What does that mean to not bathe then? Like if you're, well, what do you? 
you not putting on? I'm not saying he doesn't bathe. No, I know you're not saying that. I'm saying that. You don't think he bathes? I don't really know. I mean, if I took a shower today, let me tell you something. You wouldn't be able to smell me from three feet away. Well, uh, uh, you could smell me. If I took a shower and didn't put on deodorant, you would not be able to smell any kind of ripe funk from three feet away. If I took a shower and didn't put on deodorant and then left for a DJ shift, by the end of my DJ shift, if you were next to me, that you would be able to tell I didn't wear deodorant without a doubt. Is there a difference between that and three feet away funk? I don't know because I can't really smell myself all the time, but I know that I can smell myself if, if. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. If I go, if I, if I have a semi-active day and after five hours I put my nose to my pits, I can tell if I have deodorant or not. And if I'm in that situation, like, I mean, if I have, there are a couple of times I forgot to put on deodorant, I will run to the bathroom and wash on my pits like every two hours or something. Cause I don't, I don't like not smelling fresh. So did you say anything to your ex or to the person that you dated when they weren't wearing? It didn't really bother me. As a matter of fact, I don't even think I noticed until a week or two into the relationship. Cause I think that one time I slept over his house and I didn't bring deodorant and I asked if I could borrow some and he says I don't wear deodorant I'm like oh yeah I guess that makes sense because he just doesn't he's just like but he's like the yoga teacher type and like natural and camps and hikes and does a bunch of things that I don't do so that's where it came from but it never (laughs) it never really bothered me but I will say something there's a bunch of things that I don't do but I will say something I admitted to them we're friends and I admitted this after we broke up is that something about his smell speaking of daddies did smell like my father I don't know if that's like strange or because it just reminded me when my father were like work around the house or do yard work or something like that. And, but it's some, something, something in his scent was reminiscent of my father, which was not what you want a turn on for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it wasn't always there. Do you know what I mean? And so I know. Well, yeah. and, so uh, look, Nina Cosmopolitan, he's not going to change for you, but I do think that I think that you should hang in there, Nina. And I'm going to tell you why I think that your perspective of this will change. And also as I think, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how bad You're it is. You're going to get used to the funk, girl. If it girl, smells like... You'll either die or suffocate. If it's like... Can I just bring up smell for one second? This guy came over to my house the other day. He's like... I've hooked up with him a couple of times and he said he was in the air. He actually didn't come over to hook up. We were just going to like hang it out. I was oh, on yeah. my way to the bank and he says, oh, come over. We'll talk for a couple minutes, catch up. I haven't seen in a couple months. I'll drop you off at the bank. Okay. I'm like, great. He comes over and I left the room for a second. He goes, oh, and I came back and it smelled like... No, listen, I'm not there. It smelled like the most serious fart I've ever smelled. And I'm like, oh my God, did Elvis just fart my dog? And I was like, did Elvis just fart? I'm like, maybe he farted. You know what? It's going to, it's going to phase out. Like, I'm not going to mention it. Oh, did you just fart in my room? You can fart if you want to fart, but I never smelled a fart like that in my room before. And then I look and I said, what are you eating? He goes, I'm so hungry. I'm eating the eggs, the egg salad, (laughs) but it's been in my car all day because he's an Uber driver. So it's in a plastic. Tupperware container, and I l- made him leave my room. 
kind of like you cannot eat that in my room. I'm, I'm sorry, you can't. I, I hope you understand. You can. You have to close that up. You have to stop right now. You can't. You can't eat that in my room. And it was like like egg salad is one of those things that kind of grosses me out. But I it was feel warm. bad. Anyway, so yeah. let's not. Anyway, anyway, sorry this week, guys. Nina, sweetie pie, honey bunch, sugar twink. I think that you should hang in there because it sounds like you like this guy, and I do think that you will get used to the smell, and you'll just start thinking of the smell differently. Don't you think? Are you trying to mean? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. I okay. disagree. Okay. You think she should break up with him over the smell? No, I don't think you should. I don't think it has to be either or. Yes, I think you will eventually get used to someone's smell and everyone has an individual smell. But I do think that if this is bothering Nina enough to write in, then I think it's worth a conversation before you break up. Okay. Well, they're going to break it up. It doesn't because sound like they've ends. had much of a conversation about it. But yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. If this is a twink daddy relationship, right. then it's... All right, so listen, get out of it what you can. If you're getting some Sex. good dick and you're enjoying getting pounded by a daddy and it looks like that's what's happening, then I think that you should stick with it. And I think that – but I do think her – I do think what, what she <laughs> equates to the smell can change. So, for instance, if immediately from smelling, she's like, oh, I don't like that. But now every time she she has great – I keep saying she, but every time Nina has great sex with this daddy, that's the smell. Her, her concept of that smell might actually change. I said – if it's been six weeks, give it in other four weeks. And if you really can't take it, if it's the same or worse, find another daddy. Find another daddy and put in, you know what? You should put in your you should put in your uh grinder profile where you met this guy that that you like guys that wear deodorant. You like daddies that wear deodorant. And there are daddies that wear deodorant plenty. So I yeah. think yeah, there's plenty. I think I'd say more people. Sweetie, if you're 23, you can just reach up and grab a daddy. I don't know what kind of job you look. I mean, that may fly in the bedroom, yeah. but it does not fly at work or in the office. And, you know, like there's a daddy son relationship happening in, in the dynamic in these sexual relationships, you know, uh-huh. but like if I work with you, then I don't have to observe that. If your funk is too much and I'm in the boardroom or anything, I can say something or human resources can say something. So okay. anyone that's trying to hold down a job, he has deodorant. He just doesn't wear it when he's off work. That's what I think, you know, unless he works alone. I don't know what his job is, the daddy, but so, yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, I don't think that this is like necessarily worth dumping someone over, but I do think it's worth having a conversation. It's it borders on talking about hygiene, personal hygiene. I think if he smells like an egg salad sandwich, it's definitely worth yeah, dumping him over. It really depends on what the scent is and if you can't because I couldn't get past that. But Nina, let us know how it goes. Write us back. Let us know if he switched tums of Maine. Maybe you gave him the crystal rock. Maybe you gave him a little baby powder to put on there and let us know how it happens. All right, let's get to the next question. Let's, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah, you gotta think of a fake name for this one. You think of a fake name. All right, first name. What's a what's a drag queen? What's a UK drag queen. I only watched the first Vivian. One. Vivian. Okay, so Vivian Amaretto Sour. Oh His name is Vivian Amaretto Sour. Can you write that down? This is stupid. <laughs> we should do this before we do the show. <laughs> okay. All right. Hit uh, <clears throat> it, Vivian. Dear Kaz and Pep, I am a 33-year-old semi-closeted man baby, or some would consider me an adult baby. I belong to the adult baby community and my main fetish revolves around diapers. Now, in case you didn't know anything about these about adult babies, I wanted to get off the bat that I am not a child molester or a pedophile, nor do I have any interest in children. Okay. 
which is often a misconception. My interest revolves around baby toys, acting like a baby, and particularly wearing diapers. Ever since I can remember, diapers have always excited me. I love watching diapers and regressing, I love wearing diapers <laughs> and probably watching them too, and rege regressing back to my childhood. I love the crackling sound they make and the feeling of diapers. Things that are baby-like give me so much comfort and joy. And I always wanted, I always wanted to set up a human-sized crib in my bedroom to replace my bed. I found someone in the community that can do it, do it for me at an affordable price, and I have already given him my measurements. There is something that's been stressing me out, though. I've been dating a very beautiful woman for three years, and I love her very much. She's kind of kinky and semi-dominant, which. I like, but she has no idea about my man-baby ways or my love for diapers. I've essentially been living a double life, strategically hiding all of my baby gear in a locked suitcase before she comes over. But once I get this crib, there will be no more hiding. I think there is about a 50-50 chance that she would be too uncomfortable when she finds out the secret that I've been hiding from her. I don't know what to do. When I talk to other people in the adult baby world, they tell me it's safer to keep it a secret. But I don't feel right hiding something about myself that is such a big part of my life and my desires. It's something I think about all the time. I'm not assuming that either of you have any experience in adult baby in the adult baby world. Nope. Yet. <laughs> but you seem to give well thought out answers. Thank you very much. So I wanted to know what your opinion was. Sincerely, Vivian Amaretto South. Vivian, honey. <laughs> baby, 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 baby. Oh my God. Well, I don't think that what's going to make his girlfriend so uncomfortable is necessarily the diaper wearing or the toys as much as it's the regression part. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that what would make me uncomfortable is that, you know, seeing my significant under now acting like, let's say, a four year old, like that would make me feel really Why? weird. <clears throat> I know why. Because something's, something similar to that has happened to me on more than one occasion that when you're when you're hooking up with someone and then all of a sudden they just get this real baby voice about them or they, they start to regress. It's actually happened to me semi-recently and Speak it on did it. not make me comfortable. <laughs> well, I was with this guy um, that I met that I, I really liked and I really liked the conversations we had and he's very sexy and a gorgeous body. But the moment, the moment I start kissing him this high pitched yeah. stop oh my god yeah. stop oh my god I'm gonna, well. I'm gonna leave the room I'm gonna fucking leave the room do not ever do that oh I'm gonna god. answer my oh phone my like that next time I'm really I'm gonna hang up I'm gonna answer my phone I'm gonna walk out of the fucking room right now seriously I'm gonna plug your fucking mic was that the bitch. sound was that the sound it might as well have been because I just can't but it, it was definitely and I had, I, I had actually mentioned to this after when he just kind of like laughed and shrugged the shoulders, but it was definitely, <clears throat> definitely a, a regression. It, it, it made me, I mean, there was one part that I kind know of, why. there was one part, wait, you don't know. I know exactly Let, let me just finish. I think there was one part that turned me on. The, the part of it was that he became very submissive. Like I did not mind that part at all, but the part that sounded like a four-year-old girl, I did not like, do you know what I mean? I like, I like submissive guys, but I don't like it when I, when I feel like you're acting like a toddler. That makes me very, very uncomfortable. And so, and whether it's the voice and the actions, you're dying to say something. Just don't say it in that voice and we can be cool. Oh. <laughs> 
Well, I think part of the thing about fetishes is if it's a sexual fetish and you're doing it in the presence of a partner, it really puts the other person in a position where they have to reciprocate in some way. If you and I are having sex and I start acting like a baby and I'm in your presence crawling under you, that means you need to do something. You have to spank me. You have to feed me. You have to do something that participates in the situation, in the fantasy. Right. And so I think that's part of the pressure is because I don't find that sexy. Now, what do I, what am I supposed to do? And so any fetish, I think it, it, it automatically communicates to your person, to your sexual partner. If you have a fetish and you surprise your partner with the fetish, Mm -hmm. meaning you haven't talked to them about it before you start, Mm -hmm. then the fetish automatically becomes about the person who has the fetish, Mm -hmm. the person who holds the fetish and what they want. And it disregards what turns the partner on. And it asks the partner to participate in my sexual fetish without me acknowledging that this may be a turnoff for you. Right. I'm going into my fantasy world. Forget if you don't like babies, I'm doing my baby thing and I'm here with you in your bed. So you better help me with it. Right. And that, that doesn't, that now it's not a sexual situation. For I everyone. feel like there are ways for him to dip the toe in the water before he brings out the crib. So for instance, he mentioned in this that she's already a little bit of a dom. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming, and I could totally be wrong that when he gets into this baby ways and he's regressing into his childhood, mm-hmm. that he's probably more of a submissive character that he's playing. So oh, he's like that baby on um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? Yes, day? of course With I do. Cigar? Of course I do. <laughs> well, you know, could be he didn't give us that kind of details, but I think that I think that if I think that you can dip your toe in the water more. So before you bring out the diapers, and be- so for instance, okay. <clears throat> This is what I would do if she take takes take baby steps. <laughs> We're not laughing at you. No, 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 no. We're not laughing at you. <laughs> but I think that you can take baby steps. And I think that what you could do is, you know, you said that she's semi into dominating you. You know, go go back. Try to try to uh, go into your whatever baby role that you have a little bit when you do it. So, for instance, if she's if she if you're if she's spanking you rather than putting a pacifier in your mouth that you might do, put your thumb in your mouth or put her thumb in your mouth, and then the next time go a little further, and then just see how what her reaction is, and it might even turn her on, and then say. Look, this is what this is what I'm into. But I think you should save the crib for last because that yeah, don't surprise her with don't, the crib. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Be Do you like, know what I mean? I got you this I think, outfit I think in you your should. Size. I think you should wait on the crib because you. What if she loves it and you might want a crib for two or two cribs next to each other? You never really know. So, but I think that I think that you should put the crib on pause for now because this yeah. relationship obviously means a lot to you. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. If it's important that you are able to bring your partner into your sexual fantasies, especially if, I mean, they don't, it sounds like they don't live together. Obviously no. they don't. No, they don't. But I think if you're moving towards having the relationship grow, then yeah, you, you definitely cannot be surprising your partner with a brand new fetish that takes shape of a bed mm-hmm. that changes your furniture in your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty major. I, I agree with you. I think 
um, dipping the toe in the waters, you know, introducing little elements of it just to kind of take the temperature. <laughs> These are all like baby analogies. <laughs> um, could Will be helpful. And I think that works with any kind of a fetish or sexual kind of proclivity. <clears throat> you know, you want to slow, you can slowly introduce it to your partner right. to see if they're into it. And they'll let you know, hopefully with, if you have good communication right. during sex, she'll let you know, uh, that's not really my thing. I'm not really into it. And then you can, you know, hit her with the big guns. And if you really love her, then, you know, I'm only and you'll never I'm, wear a diaper again. I'm only I'm only assuming and hoping that she really loves you just as much, I'm sure. Yeah. So I think that I think that you should be open to her. And it, it obviously hurts him that he's hiding a secret from somebody that he loves. So yeah. I, I think I, you know, I really I truly wish you the best on this. And I think that what you should do is go into it slow, uh, introduce her to more dominating ro- roles and you slowly work your fetish slash kink into this. Yeah, I agree. I think there are a couple of ways to do it. You could, you know, maybe there's some baby, adult baby kind of porn or something that you guys can watch together. Um, You know, obviously, like Haswell said, sticking the finger in the thumb. There's lots of things you can do to kind of slowly introduce it. Babysitter. Baby, a babysitter? No, babysitter role play. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I think that's a great way, actually. I think if they're going to do some role playing, do do the babysitter. That kind of stuff. But just do it slowly. Don't hit her all at once with it. It could be a lot. Um, And I think if it sounds like you guys are together for three years and you obviously are good at communicating somewhat. So I think you'll know what to do and right. what's going to be, what she's going to be sensitive to. So. All right, baby, let, let us, us know, how, know it how it goes. I think it's time for question number three. All right, let's do it. Hey guys, love the show. Thanks. So I have a little itty bitty problem. I am a female, 29 years of age and a good job in a nice apartment in Queens that I share with my best friend. I've been dating this super sweet guy for almost four months and I love his personality, his giving nature and the sex keeps me interested. Here's the problem. Every time I ever see him, he wears the same dirty, smelly Reeboks. (laughs) These sneakers must be at least two and a half years old. At one time they are white and now they are grimy as fuck. The laces are a musty, dusty gray and they are just extremely unkempt. I know he's a little bit of a penny pincher and frugal with his money, but besides the fact that they are dirty, they smell. They smell really bad. I live in a shoeless apartment with my roommate and every time he kicks off his shoes in my living room, the area starts to smell like old cheese. I've mentioned to him as sensitively as I can, but he kind of just shrugs it off and says, yeah, I know, I should probably get some new sneakers and then laughs out loud. Next week, my parents are coming to town and they want to meet him, so I invited him to lunch and I am petrified that he's going to wear those sneakers. One one time we went to the movies and he was wearing nice pants, a nice button-up shirt, a nice leather belt, and still wore the sneakers. I don't understand. He doesn't seem to see the importance of changing his shoes once in a Wild. Do you have any advice, BB Blizzard? <laughs> any advice, BB Blizzard? Any advice? Well, look, I, I this is a little bit different than than the no deodorant situation or even bad breath because I feel like funky shoes. Everyone's get shoes get funky. I mean, there's lots of people who go out to eat and their breath doesn't really stink. And there's lots of people who might not wear deodorant and they they're not like plants aren't dying when they walk by. Everyone's sneakers get funky. Everyone's if you wear sneakers. the same sneakers every day for two and a half 
years. Yeah, everyone's sneakers <clears throat> get funk, especially after two years. And so I, I think that this is a very, it's, it can be a normal slash borderline <clears throat> sensitive situation. I had a roommate. A roommate. (laughs) I had a roommate who moved in, super cute, super sweet, and darling. The first, the first week he was there, Mm -hmm. his I went into his room Uh and he had just taken off his shoes, and I it was my reaction (laughs) was the same reaction as it was as if I had walked in on him naked. I was like, oh, oh, because the smell, because <laughs> the smell was that bad. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. And so what did he, what did he, and, how did he react? And I, I try, I, then I tried to like, oh, you know, cover it up and be like, oh, come back. And I didn't know, like, was this just like, did he, he know w- that you were offended by the, the scent he, of no, his he, kicks? He knew that I went in there and saw that I was like, oh, but I think I startled him and we startled each other. <laughs> but I was startled because of the <laughs> funk. I don't know why he was startled, but okay. he was startled because I said, oh. <laughs> and so, um, and then I never forgot. I mean, I just couldn't. It was, it was, it was a lot. And so <laughs> I think I, I never said anything to him about it. We weren't in a relationship, so it's a little bit different. Like we were not lovers or anything like that. But okay. I do think that um, it, it can be a very sensitive subject for like foot odor is like a sensitive personal. It's a personal thing, you know. Um, I don't know. I I think <clears throat> dumping him is. Uh, I think dumping anybody is extreme before you before you, you know, have the conversation. I think what you could do. There's a lot of different things you could do, um, but I'm. Uh, look, <laughs> tell me. Look, look. I think the problem is that he's cheap as fuck. I really think that's what it comes down to. She says that he's frugal, and some people, some people just wear things or just have things because they they accomplish what they. need need them for. And that's basically it. So for instance, he doesn't seem, he doesn't need new sneakers because they're just these things that are below below his ankles. There's no holes in them. They're comfortable. I'm sitting down at a desk most of the day. Most people aren't looking to, this is how he's thinking. Okay. Most people aren't looking at my sneakers. You know, they're looking at my face. They're looking at my chest. They're looking at my shoulders. I don't have to worry about sneakers. Why (laughs) should I go out and spend a hundred dollars on new footwear? Do you know what I mean? You know, kind of reminds me of there's this Oprah episode where she talked to this guy that ran on the treadmill 10 miles a day for 10 years and he used the same was sneakers. He, he was very thin. He used the same sneakers for 10 years and she, she brought he brought the sneakers and they were like the most raggedy thing in the and world. Did they smell? I don't know if she they, she didn't talk about the smell but oh, oh but he uh, he thought he goes, "Well, there's nothing wrong with these sneakers. I've never left the house in them because he only uses them on his treadmill in his house." And Oprah's like, <clears throat> "I got some news for you, sweetie. <laughs> I promise you those sneakers are nasty and filled with bacteria because you are running in them for 10 miles a day. So it's like some people just have no concept of bacteria mm-hmm. adding up and hygiene and, and hygiene and the smell. So I think what you should just do is buy him a new pair. I think, look, this isn't that sensitive. You should be like, look, you got you have to change those sneakers. That's all there is to it. What size? We're going to sneaker shopping right now. Whatever, whatever it is. Because I think this is about money. I don't think it's about, oh my God, I love these sneakers. 
figures. They mean so much to me. And and I think I think that because he can't smell his sneakers, that he doesn't think it's a big deal. And she's not expressing herself. But there's no. OK, that's true. But you don't even you could be more subtle in this situation because she said that they're about to go to a fancy restaurant with the parents. There is no way in in the world that this fancy restaurant is going to allow them sneakers to walk up in that restaurant. There's no way. Fancy restaurants have dress codes. And so he's not get, he's not wearing those sneakers into the restaurant. And that's a good way to start to that's a good opportunity to be like, boo, you need some new shoes for the for the restaurant uh-huh. here. Let's go shopping. And now you have some fresh new shoes and you don't even have to use those old shoes. Mm. You know, that's a good like she could be pretty subtle, sl- slick with it, mm-hmm. I think. I will say that I, I do judge people by their footwear and I can't even help it. That's what they say you're, <laughs> you're supposed to do. I mean, I don't judge. I don't necessarily care. I mean, I don't want dirty, smelly ass sneakers. And some people can work that look really well. You know, just people that work something more grungy or they skate mm-hmm. or they're an artist and they have paint on their sneakers and shit like that. Like sometimes it works. I, my rule for sneakers is this. I always have- Can't eat off of them. I what? No, it's not about the cleanliness. I, this, I, I'm not even a sneaker head. I just, I make sure I always have two pairs of clean, white, crisp sneakers. And I have one, one pair that I will wear if I have to DJ or if I uh, am going to go out. And then I have another date. pair that I just use for like shows or a date. Performance. You know what I mean? Okay. So if I want, so uh, so one will get a little dirtier first. And as soon as those start to get scuffed up, I the get DJ one ones. and then they, they I recycle them like that. So mm-hmm. I always have two pairs. And then I have another two pairs that I just like the style of like a pair of like the Nike taxis. I'm starting to get out of uh, Jordans. I'm not like so fixated on like where the Jordan as soon as I walk in the Foot Locker. So I'm looking into more sneakers, but for the for the moment, I I do Nikes. But uh, but I do judge people by the sneakers, and this did remind me that one time I was dating this guy, and he just had these like boots that were I don't know what the hell you call them, but they 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 were leather, but they cut off right at the ankle and ankle boots. I guess so, <laughs> but I thought that was a girl's kind of boot. I didn't know, no, but they were just like boots that but they were the really really. Uh, anyway, I maybe I don't have to get into it, but I just I I definitely <laughs> judge people by their shoes, and I can't help it. Like back at, okay, in the year 2000, if you wore Skechers, it wasn't going to work for me. You know, things like that. Or like if you- You sound like a little bit more of a sneakerhead than me because I really honestly don't care about sneakers or shoes at all. I just wear whatever's comfortable. I, I Only thing I care about is like, are they clunky or are they sleek? Like in terms of like being able to move around in them. But I think more, let me just put it this way. You can tell a lot about someone by what they put on their feet. And what he's telling you is he is very, very cheap and he does not care enough to drop a dollar. And you should just invest in getting him some sneakers. And that's all. Why does she have to invest? Because he's not going to do it. The way he thinks about money. I can just, I can, that's just the vibe I got off this is he is not going, he's not going to do it. Or she should tell him to be like, look, you're going to get yourself some new sneakers or what he should buy a pair and she should buy a pair. They throw that power they throw that pair out and then he can revolve them he has one maybe a nice pair of shoes for when he has to go out to to, eat dinner. Or to work or dinner with his family and a nice new pair of sneakers get something that's not white so they don't get dirty so super quick <clears throat> and take it mm-hmm. from there but i think that i you know some, some this uh, you get into relationships so you can learn from them and hopefully become a better person and he'll benefit from this i so think get he some does fucking too you know this is being so cheap it's pretty it's also about being selfish i think i mean you know to take it a little bit deeper i think it's really it's i don't know this these people and i don't know your man but i think that anyone who is going to be in a relationship and even consider going to dinner 
with busted ass sneakers that no. are smelly on nope. is not stopping and saying, wait a minute, how how am I or my appearance affecting how other people in the room? How am I being perceived right and now? I, and, I, mm-hmm. and I don't think that that means that you need to worry about, it's not about worry about what necessarily what other people think about you, but it is knowing that you have an impact on other people and when you share their space, space with them <laughs> at the dinner table, at work, in their home, in their, in their thing. Um, and so, yeah, I do think it's important that you don't Homie, dust the cobwebs off your wallet, invest in some new shoes and sneakers, throw them out. you got a new girlfriend, new life, new people you have to surround yourself with. You're not just home playing video games and then running to wherever you go to and coming back. You're now exposing yourself to new people. So get it together. Don't be so fucking I wonder if this is the first time they're going to meet the parents. Who knows? All right. right, Well, I'm- uh, Take a picture at the restaurant (laughs) (laughs) and send it to us and let us know. We'll know just by that picture, by the look on your face and the shoes on his feet, what he did. Yeah, BB, let us know how it goes, baby. Yeah. All right, Miss Blizzard. Miss Blizzard. All right, well, that is our show for the day. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any uh, questions, comments, uh, As calamities, you- uh, go to, uh, it's the <clears throat> excuse me, it's a mess podcast on Instagram. Hit that email button. Let us know. Give us as much details as possible. Don't come up with some boring ass questions. I'm single. How do I find a man? And as usual, faces, places, and names have been changed to protect the innocent. And the good thing. That's right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Love you. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew.